Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of May 7th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What up? Hey, what's been going on, man? Hey! Uh, not a lot. <laughs> uh, I finished off uh, God of War, which was very good. Um, nice, We're nice. going to talk a lot more about that later, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the, my main kick... Um, I've been kind of like messing around with a couple little things here and there. Uh, my main thing I've really been doing is uh, trying to get into Battletech, which has been a nightmare because every match is like an hour and a half long. And every time I have a chance to play it, I have 42 minutes. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I you can imagine um, that's that's been leading to some uh, some major uh, pitfalls. But um, what's really wild we talked, is... Uh, we talked about Battletech. What was it? Was it last week or the week before? Uh, I think... Um, the week before, it came out the same time as uh, Frostpunk. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, same day. That was an expensive day for me. It's the it, it's the one that has the the mechs on that like grid type system, and then it can go back mm-hmm. to like third person view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, like that multifunctional. Yeah. Almost like strategy game. It is more of a, a tactics game that I was kind of going in with, but mm-hmm. it's not quite as much as the trailer makes it seem at first. Um, like, you're not picking body parts in every shot. Uh, generally, you'll, like, um, so you'll show up in your mech, and, um, you know, you have your squad of, you know, three or four guys or whatever it is. Kind of wander around and then get into battles as enemies show up on your radar. Um, okay. And then the first couple times you hit them, like, uh, what's what's really cool about this game is that uh, it's really, um, it's, like, slow-paced. For like it's it seems really slow for tactical battles, um, uh-huh. where like you're hitting an enemy like over the course of three or four turns to bring them down. It's not like a you know get a special like backstab and then you have somebody else do a follow up and they're dead. Um, it's a lot longer than that, and uh, okay, it's really interesting because it yeah it gives the part of it. That's definitely a tactical part, and it like really gives the feeling of like. These are like super efficient tanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it takes so much more to bring one down than a typical game where, you know, you are a old like, you know, hunter that lives on the outskirts of town and you're attacking like a guard from the back or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, right. It definitely has a different feel. And like you're like a mercenary captain in this. Uh, every fight, like. You're not gonna have like a perfect fight where none of your none of your uh, characters get injured or anything. Like yeah, you're, you're gonna get hurt. Your mechs are always gonna take damage. You have to repair them, so there's gonna be a budget to that. You have to like pay to get new ammo on like oh, okay. laser weapons. Um, so like every fight, you're just hoping that you come out ahead because you're also gonna yeah. salvage everything that you can, including your enemies like mech corpses. So. Um, Damn that! Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's, it's really cool. Like, I love what it's doing, and the fact that I don't know if I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but uh, the one of the guys that started uh, Hairbrain Schemes, the game company that uh, you know they made the Shadowrun games recently, and now they've made this. the The main guy that started the company, he's actually the guy that invented BattleTech and MechWarrior, like the tabletop game. Oh, damn. And all the, like, spin-off games had to get licensed through him and the publishing company. And then he went and made his own game studio eventually. Digital That's games. Crazy. And then after all this time, he's back to his original 
uh, property, you know what I mean, that he became known for. Um, so at one point of this trailer, you see people talking, you, you know, you're talking to people and it looks like you have multiple options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in another section of this, it looks like you're selecting, it looks like, like you're parts. popping through the different mechs. And, well, it looks like they're adding ammo uh-huh. to the different portions of oh, yeah, the yeah. mech. Um, so, so they have like, like they add something to the head, uh, M, like M lasers. Yep. Yep. So like different mechs, uh, like the mechs are pretty distinct. Um, it's not like you're just building your custom, like favorite, whatever, and like selecting parts. You have a pre-built body and you're putting weapons and, uh, different things like that onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like the, you know, if you played any of the mech warrior action games, um, you might be familiar with some of that. If you played the tabletop game, you're going to be super familiar with this whole thing. Like everything pretty much moves directly across. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I I have very little knowledge of the series. I played some of the early games on PC uh, when like my friends owned them. So I would play at my friend's house or watch my friend play. And that was pretty much it. Um, So, you know, I don't have a ton of like institutional knowledge about the series or anything. I'm just a fan. Um, so I, I don't think I've been like severely hampered by that yet, but I'm still pretty early in the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, if you're into, you know, this is a little deeper, like usually there's like strategy games, like, you know, real time strategy, turn-based strategy, civilization, Starcraft, that kind of thing. And then on like a separate level, there's tactics games that are just a little different. Like this is, I think this is more than. XCOM. I think there's more going on. Like in XCOM, you do have to manage the, the kind of the long game. Like, how long are people going to support my cause? How much funding am I going to get? Uh-oh, there's like weird shit going on in Europe. I have to go help with that. You have to build your base out or whatever. But I think this is a little bit more than that. Um, you have like a lot more limited... Uh, like when somebody dies in XCOM... You can be pretty heavily hampered by that, but it's recoverable. Um, right. And you can essentially build the same guy again. In this, like, if somebody dies, it's it's pretty unusual. Um, a lot of people get, like, decently far into the game, and then, like, a random critical hit will just kill one of their pilots out of nowhere. Um, which is really interesting. Uh, typically, somebody will get injured, and they'll be in, you know recovery for a couple weeks or a couple months. But, uh, apparently you can just take pot shots. Like it'll just happen sometimes that you just, your guy gets killed. And it's like, out of nowhere, you had perfect armor. Somebody just got a lucky shot and like a missile hit your cockpit and killed the guy inside, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. But yeah, it looks like uh, a random critical hit. And the odds, like the game really is like a push. It's a slog. Um, Every yeah, fight's really long. Taking out one guy takes forever. So, um, I mean, are you protecting something, or are you... Well, it depends on what you're doing. The missions are all different. Um, sometimes you're defending buildings, which, you know, buildings don't have any chance to dodge or anything, so if somebody can target them, they're basically fucked. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you're doing escorts. Sometimes you're doing... Um, sometimes you're attacking buildings or tar- specific targets. Uh, it's a lot of different stuff. It, like I said, you're, you kind of, like, operate as, like, a mercenary group. Yeah, I've, I've um, seen, like, most of the stuff I've seen looks like it's kind of, like, wilderness-esque, where mm-hmm. you're, like, always in, like, the woods, where there's, like, 
like some big hills and you have like like an overlook at your enemy or yeah. in the instance of where, what we're watching now they're jump in the water across, to cool off. like yeah they're like across from like the lake from each other but i think mm-hmm. these are all good guys so yeah so um yeah it's, it's mostly nature scenes from what i've seen uh in the combat and that's kind of that kind of sticks to the historical like they don't really want to do like the rampage thing of like ooh look i'm destroying the city um, cause they try to have like more of a, like it tries to be as realistic as possible. And like, it's one of those things, like there's a video where, you know, if you actually destroyed the death star, it would be like so economically damaging to the empire that they wouldn't be able to recover <laughs> because yeah. it, it must've been so expensive to make the death star that, you know, destroying all those materials and all that effort and all the people, the skilled personnel that made it would be like devastating. Um, which is really like, that's kind of like a funny concept because you don't, you know, you never watch like a world war two movie and they're like, you know, all of this happened because of these weird, like post-war expenses that Germany had to face. And like somebody was able to manipulate that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just not really something that people ever really think about, but that's the kind of stuff that really matters in the real world. So, uh, the games that model that well are usually pretty, um, uh, they hit like a, a really interesting audience, and that's you know this is published by Paradox. Um, Paradox is known for that kind of extreme historical detail, with the Crusader Kings and Europa games and everything. Um, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely like I would definitely recommend it to anybody who's a fan of tactics or like kind of easier, uh, not so I don't want to say easier, but not quite as deep strategy games. Like if you're a fan of Civilization, um, this is slightly less than that level of strategy i think um but you know it's nowhere near as complicated as like a crusader kings or something like that uh but yeah i mean it's really good i mean i've been loving it um it's scratching the XCOM itch for sure yeah like if next were something that i was like i don't know they they don't they just don't do it for me yeah i don't super love these mechs I, i don't but like, like I have no idea why. But as soon as like mechs are mentioned, it just kind of like flicks a switch off for me. I'm like, Hater. no, you know, I'm good. Oh, it's because you hate anime and weebs. No, I like anime. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> like, like, okay, so the perfect example was uh, when Lost Planet came out. Ooh, I was interested. In I it. loved Lost Planet, dude. and I was like, okay, cool. You know, let, let's let's jump into this game. And I played a little bit, and then I got into the mech, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't mind. think this is going to work for me. I and do. I, I stopped the game right there. I didn't play yeah. any further. I actually really like the like the tanky mechs. I don't super love the uh, mech warrior mechs that we see in this game. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of like, they're a little too realistic for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's just like, they don't really have like the character that I like to get into, I guess. Like I'm gonna love Pacific Rim too. I have oh, well, like I never saw it in theaters, and I'm not going to. I'm just gonna get it on DVD when it comes out. But right. uh, like, I'm, I, I loved the first Pacific Rim because it's like basically it's not mechs; it's like superhero giant dudes. It is, yeah. Um, and I, I think really that's a little different. The too. way it, it's yeah. really the way that they control those mechs that makes it interesting. Power Rangers, it was kind of like a I don't know, I grew up with that, so I kind of ignore the mm-hmm. fact that they turn into a giant robot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's a collective thing, so it's kind of different. They all kind yeah. of, like, 
come together to form something. Whereas this, it's like, okay, so you got one pilot that pilots this, like, mech, and they just sit in the their cockpit like they're in, like, um, I don't know, like, they're in the X-Wing, but they're just fumbling around on the ground with this, this unit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for me, I think if you drop it down to the ground and give it, like, treads and, like, make it more tank-like, yeah. I, like, I think I'll be okay with that. But I think if the the idea of them just being like like a bipedal like machine mm. that they control like they're flying a ship, it's just weird. Right. I I don't know. I just I, I, I'm not a big fan. But the game looks really cool. Yeah, mechs are super hit or miss with me. It's like mm. I just get really into particular. Like I love the concept of this game. I'm not in love with the mechs in particular, which is weird because the whole fucking game's mechs. <laughs> but uh, For sure. I mean, certain models or whatever I, I like. But uh, I don't like all of them, for sure. Well, this seems like it has, like, a pretty heavy emphasis on, um, like, not heavy, but, a, you know, big enough emphasis on, uh, like, story and character building. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you got, like, your characters and, like, they're giving you options to yeah, there's a lot say different things to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's kind of that Mass Effect thing where it's like, oh, this isn't just about space. It's also about relationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's definitely a good one. I mean, I'd recommend it. It's uh, 40 bucks, so it's not a full price. Like, I know a lot of people, like, kind of shudder when they see the XCOM 2 60 bucks. you know? Yeah. Um, so you save a little bit of money. It's a full-length, you know, full-featured game. They're going to be doing updates to it forever. I mean, Paradox is known for kind of, like, actually making too many DLCs. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that won't be a problem. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, it's I definitely recommend it. Um, Maybe give it a little bit to get fully, like, debugged. Because there's definitely some big bugs in it right now. But, uh, you know. Otherwise, it's pretty good. Nice. Cool. Um, And you said you finished up God of War? Yes, and I know a couple of us have finished up God of War. Uh, Yeah. Well, specifically, we finished up God of War. Yep. Um, So, something I've been really thinking about. uh, Now that we've, you know... With God of War, we finished this game. Um... Like, I kind of want to do a podcast that would be, like, a spoiler cast, whereas mm-hmm. this thing kind of exists for people who haven't necessarily, aren't on the same level that right. we're on currently. Um, it would be cool to do, like, a half an hour sit-down where we just talk about, mm-hmm. like, our thoughts on the game, and then, like, maybe we score it on a, like, uh, like a 1 to 10 scale, like, so you can give it, like, a 9.1, a 9.2, an 8.3, you know, stuff like that, but on, like, that 10-point scale. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that would be cool, but I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't really, uh, it's just something I hadn't brought up until now. So I guess yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of spoiler casts. Um, it's, uh, I don't know how much I would have to say that's not like already been said. I think it'd be really cool if we, if we went through and did like a, um, Kind of something we've talked about doing in the past, which is like a, you know, what does the back end, like, what does the, what does this game look like looking at it from somebody who creates games point of view? You know what I mean? Like you coming from the art, me coming from design, a little bit of programming. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool too. That's just some stuff that, I mean, we've been talking about things like this for a long time. Like I wouldn't mind talking about like spoilers and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But I, I just don't want to ruin. Like, I feel like I, like when we talk about a game like this, we dance around a lot of things. Like, yeah. I, like I specifically am like, like I want to talk about what happens when you beat the game and you head home. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't want to ruin it for other people who might view the show. So I, I don't know. It's just something that I thought about that we, I guess, can talk about um, a little bit later. We'll just keep it um, E for everyone, you know, yeah. for now. Um, yeah, so you beat it. Uh, I guess what are your thoughts after you're done, like, direction? Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. And, I, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but there's, you know, it's not perfect. Um, uh-huh. I would, I, I don't know how I would rate it cause I'm getting over ratings, but, um, you know, overall it was extremely good. Uh, there's not a lot I would change. There's some little changes, but, um, I think for what, for where they were going and, and the direction that they came at this from, um, it, it's, it totally blew me away. I mean, it's beyond my expectations. Um, and I think they did an amazing job with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, looking forward to going. More. Yeah, going through everything. Yeah, going through everything. Um, hearing what uh, what's that guy's name uh, that made made this one? Um, I'm gonna have to look at this name. It'll save me time. Mm-hmm. Um, got a word director, Corey Barlog. Yep. After hearing what he has to say about the series and. Well, first of all, all of the fucking ideas that he has, hmm. um, which is an insane amount. Um, and what, what did he say? Didn't he say that they're already like good to go for like a couple more entries in the series? Well, like, like up to five, right? Um, they said that they have ideas for up to five more games, which does not mean that they yeah, that that could be as little as like, hey, I thought about it once, you know? Right. Well, I I thought that was different. I thought he said. Okay, I have. I, I thought he said a ridiculous number. Like I, like I have, um, like six hundred eighty-two different ideas for God of War. That was me. And then he's like, "No, no, I, I thought, yeah, I thought I he said that though too." Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I thought. I, I think maybe, maybe they have like. But I know he some, has at least. Yeah. Like five solid ideas. Yeah. I mean, I would. So, I would play a hundred of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I go that far. Like I probably said that when I picked up God of War one, and well, by three, I, I was like, you know what? I'm I mean, if they were of this level of quality, not just then phoning it in like fucking Ascension, right? Um, but yeah, for me, I think this game was very good. Uh, the things that didn't work for me mm-hmm. were um, mainly they were combat focused. Like okay. when you get into when you get into just playing the game. And you're playing it on normal or easy mode or whatever. It's it's a very fun game. Um, mm-hmm. I had a great time on my entire playthrough. But when I fought the final Valkyrie, mm-hmm. that cranked it up to like 11. And combat for me started to fall apart a little bit. I was doing things, but it, it, it wouldn't respond properly. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like that Dark Souls of, oh, this is just difficult. Um, it was character, like it couldn't keep up. Yeah, she could, she could jump. With, and it was like a millisecond. She could jump and then land and be on top of me. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be able to dodge that, Hot. like, in there. And I'm like, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. And she has another unavoidable attack where she swoops down and then just grabs your head and crushes it into the ground. That's hot. You can dodge it, and that one has a little bit more of a window. Mm-hmm. But that one where she leaps into the air, she's just gone immediately. Yeah. Um, and like this you- is not normal. I couldn't imagine playing this. On, I started this game on hard. Wow. I couldn't imagine this fight on hard. 
Yeah. I like straight up. I just I probably couldn't have done it without you know rage quitting a couple times or like breaking the disc in half a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't gotten to um, like. I've I've gone into a few fights where it's like, oh, I just I know I can't win this right now, so I just won't. Um, right, right. I have not gotten to the point yet where there's something that's like, oh, this is fucked, like this is unbeatable. Right. Um, so yeah, like the the Valkyries for me going through uh, all eight of them, yeah. I did not have barely any resistance until that last one. The last one just. Fucked me so bad. <laughs> like, it was it was terrible. Like, I didn't... Like, there was a point I was like, I don't know what to do. Because I have all of the best armor. And I was looking up builds, what people were building on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, just discussing with other people. Like, okay, so, like, what are, you, what are you rocking and what's worked well for you? Yeah. And, like, and then comparing it to what I'm currently using. Um, and I, I was on par with everybody else. Hmm. Like... And, I, like, I would go to Brock, Brock and Sindri's shop, and I'd just be like, there's nothing I can do here. I don't know why I came back here. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else I can buy that's going to help me be better at this. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It, it it was it was a really weird feeling at the very end of the game. Or, like, Sigrun being the final Valkyrie, being literally the final boss. Right. I mean, that's what she is. She's the hardest boss. Like, if you would have done this before you fought, like, um, Boulder at the end, it would have been like, okay, why, you know, like, he's like a weak boss. Yeah. yeah. It would have been weird. Um, but, I, you know, I can't really, I guess I can't really hold that against it since she's kind of like an optional boss. Right, and it's, it is like the challenge mode as far as the game's concerned, right? Um, um, well, I mean, you have uh, Muselheim and you have, what's the other one? It's not Alfheim, it's... yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't like the stuff that's like um, those two like optional realms were a right. big disappointment. Uh, and I don't think that's a spoiler because again, they're completely optional. Um, sure. Like, they're all they are is just challenge rooms. Like, one's a speed challenge and one's a uh, well, several challenges, combat challenges. So and it's like if you and if you want to beat the Valkyrie, you have to go there basically. Yeah, to get the gear, right? To get that gear, yeah. yeah. I, I rocked the the mist gear um, the whole time. I maxed it mm-hmm. out just so I could, you know, I ground that out. So I, and if you want that gear, the gear that I had, you not only have to go to the mist realm, you also have to go to the fire realm. Yeah. And you have to, the Muspelheim realm, and you have to go through all of the main trials, which I think there are, uh, there's two on each level, and there are six levels, so there's 12. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go back and um, do three of them on Impossible. Wow. So, I mean, you're spending some time there. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and, and there's one that I, I, I know I mentioned to you, but there's one where you have to... Uh, you have to beat every... You have to beat 20 people without taking damage. Mm-hmm. And they're above average. Like they'll send out the werewolves and the witches and stuff like that. Right. And ogre. And it's like I did that for a while. I tried to beat um, the first the first uh, sword on impossible, which mm-hmm. is that. And I ended up going. Okay, we'll go see what the second one is because fuck this noise. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was kind of crazy. Um, 
But yeah, all in all, the game for me was very awesome. The ending, very awesome. The, uh, a lot like, of twists and turns. Sort of. There's like a post credit scene, sort of, that you can trigger. Yep. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. There's there's the end, and then there's uh, the fucking Avengers post credit scene, yeah. and you're gonna be like, damn, it's really good. So, yeah. uh, you know, disclaimer to everyone: go home when you're done. Don't wait six to eight hours like I did. Yeah. Go home when you finish the game just to experience, just to experience it. Um, yep, I agree. It's it, it's really good. Um, but yeah, you know we both we both been playing that, um, and I, I've been playing more of Hogwarts Mystery. I got into the second year. Um, it's a you know it's just more of the same. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy different. Um, going on in that second year. So, you know, it's whatever. Um, and tonight, I think I think tonight, um, I'll be doing a stream of Satellite Range with uh, with one of our guys uh, that's joining us for D&D. Uh, yeah. His gamer name is Hans Solo, which I came up with. It's so good. I'm so proud of that. Very good. <laughs> and, like, I, I didn't know that he kept using it after, you know, after we left, uh... You know the town that we all lived in together mm-hmm. um, until we got on Discord and it was Han Solo and I was like fuck yes because that one was so good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, probably going to be playing um, some Satellite Reigns tonight. Um, it was a game that we talked about. Where was that free at? It was free over on Humble, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was Humble. I think it was Humble. Yeah. Um, which uh, which I, I definitely recommend if this ever pops back up. You know, people picking it up. Go, you know, definitely go and uh, and pick this one up because it's a steal, especially for free. Mm-hmm. Um, the game, the game itself, um, it's a uh, it's a re- it's a real time tactics video game uh, based in like it'll you know wrapped in a cyberpunk world. Um, it was uh, it was developed by uh, Brisbane and. Uh, Five Live Studio, um, mm-hmm. spiritual successor to the Syndicate series, which I did not know about. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it just takes place in this fictional city that they just call the city, uh, where you have access to several different kinds of characters. Um, what is it? The soldier, the support, yeah, soldier, support, infiltrator, and hacker. Um, all have useful abilities, especially the hacker. Yeah. Um, they can hack in and. Anyone that you see wandering the city, whether they're security or um, whether they're security or they're you know like a bot that's just flying around or a mech, um, you can hack into them and you can make them part of your team. And the humanoid ones, you can send to a cloning facility, and then you can you can clone them and make them part of your team. That's sick, dude. Super good. Um, so the hacker can get into different rooms. Um, Let's see if we can find uh, see if we can find a little more info. Oh, we'll get a, a vampire trailer first. Um, but yeah, you you like the hacker can hack into computers so you can get into restricted areas. Um, the infiltrator can over or, uh, can go through like vents mm-hmm. to infiltrate different areas. We were trying to uh, Hans Hans Solo and I were trying to beat this area. Um, shit, this isn't the same game. Um, we were trying to, (laughs) we were trying to like infiltrate, um, 
this area, we just kept getting our asses kicked. It was it wasn't even a fight. Basically, they were mm-hmm. just kind of shutting us down, and we were whittling them down. But they would just keep sending out more people. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, well, "Hold on, give me a second. And I found, you know, this quick route in. So I just infiltrated with the infiltrator, ran all the way down, got to the area that we wanted to, snuck in, stole what we needed, and then ran back out. <laughs> and yeah. I couldn't believe it worked, but he was like, "Oh, holy shit, that works!" So. You know, that area is done, and I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's skills for your characters that you just level up. Um, you know, like, starting at hacker level 1, you can unlock, you know, some doors. Hacker level 2, more doors, and then people um, that, you know, you can hack uh, level 1 people, um, which is a little confusing since it's level 2. Um, tons of different weapons that you can unlock, some, la- um, some lasers, some plasma, uh, regular bullets, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's all accounted for um, in there. Like, you need to keep ammo. Um, you need to... There, I mean, there's cooldowns for everything. And it's cool because it's a multiplayer game, so he's controlling two, I'm controlling two. Uh, if we had a third-person drop-in, um, you know, everyone control one and one person would control two. Um, it's cool because they're complex. It's a fun game, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone's interested... Sometime this weekend, you follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find out when I'm going live to be playing some of this. So, um, yeah, that one's a pretty good one. Uh, I think right now it's sitting at, uh, I think it's sitting at like probably like thirty bucks. So, okay, a okay. um, little bit of a price on it, but if you grabbed it for free, uh, yeah, you know, that's about as good as it gets. That's about as good as it's gonna get. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what we've been playing. Um, God of War, you know, I, personally, I finally, like, I finished it completely. I did everything that you can do in that game, aside from, I think, some of the things on the Impossible uh, Muselheim Trials. You can check that all out in my collection over on Twitch. Um, it was a good time, um, so you can get my thoughts over there as well. Uh, but let's jump into uh, games releasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, as always, if you get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff that matters. Uh, we just did a spotlight over uh, over there on uh, our friend Grim, who yeah. often hangs out in our stream. So, um, but and, and more, pretty much everything you read about uh, or you hear about here, you can read over there and chat with us first. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into uh, games releasing. These are the games releasing May 7th through the 13th. Um, we don't have a ton this week. What well, you say next week's going to be pretty heavy, though, right? Uh, the rest of the month, I mean. Um, yeah. May is like, it's kind of back-weighted, but uh, there's some good stuff. I mean, even this week, there's there's more than we've had in a couple past weeks this year. For sure. Um, cool. I'll let you go ahead and lead off with this one then. All right. So uh, to start out, we got uh, Conan Exiles coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, it's I've seen a bit about this one this, actually. Was this an alpha? I think it was. I I think I think this was released. Is this a re? This isn't a real release, is it? Could be. Um, this is like well, a like sort it. of like a survival RPG. Um, MMO kind of skin on it. Yeah, I remember the Conan MMO that came out. <coughs> um, it's not that's the, that's um 
Hyborian Adventures or something like that. Um, there's several Conan games out right now. <laughs> the game is set in the world of Conan the Barbarian with custom playable characters being rescued by Conan uh, beginning their when they begin their journey. It's originally expected to be released mid-2016. Oh. However, it was delayed. Uh, early access version of the game was released for Windows in January 2017 yeah. um, and for Xbox in August 2017. Official release date scheduled for the 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is a uh, uh, open-world survival game um, with, it looks like, emphasis on multiplayer. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, you know, the normal, like, the crafting. Uh, it looks like they lean on combat a little more. I mean, the combat looks a little more um, involved than some of these games has. Yeah, and I think this one has um, a, like, they focus a little bit on building and keeping enemies out. Mm-hmm. I think they have, like, a building mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. big, big building mechanic. I mean, it's almost like... Um, a more fully featured Minecraft, it looks like. Yeah. Um, as far as the size of levels and stuff. Some of these monsters look yep. crazy, though. Um, they have like a... What the Oh, frog boy. Was that? Um, Didn't like that. No, no. Funky ball of tits from out of space. Ah. Um, I worship I mean, that a, thing. <laughs> they, they have a snake that just destroying its way through a forest. Um, they have like a, like a squid octopus. Mm-hmm. Like... Beholder-looking motherfucker. Um, what else was there? There was a uh, like a giant like shaman mm-hmm. that looked like it was like trying to shrink all the heads of everyone inside their village. It was much lar- larger than anything else. Um, but yeah, it looks like there's a lot of tribes. I wonder the scenario and um, play style. So you know, if you guys are interested in this game, I recommend doing a bit of research so you know what you're getting into before uh, the game comes out here on the 8th. Yeah. For sure. Um, also, we're not going to like delve into it because we've already done... Delve, good joke. We've already done that a lot. <laughs> uh, Darkest Dungeon Ancestral Edition, which is basically you know a complete edition of the game coming out on PS4. Um, this has been dropping on like several things and lately, and it's basically just like which team is porting it and how fast can they do it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we'll scoot along. I'll, I'll let you take this one because I know some you're into. Uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of excited for it. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, uh, Dead Fire. Oh, this is the Dead Fire feature trailer, I guess. Mm. Checking out. Um, I didn't watch this trailer beforehand, which was probably a uh, eh. um, poor decision. Uh, but it's an upcoming uh, RPG developed by Obsidian. Um, it is the sequel to 2015's of Pillars of Eternity. Um, this one is coming out on the 8th as well uh, for PC. Um, oh yeah, was THQ Nordic uh, publisher? Is that what they were? Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, that uh, you know, standard RPG that you, you know, it's your mm. standard... Yeah, you, the you, isometric... You play, uh, yeah, the isometric uh, RPG. Basically the Bioware um, age of RPGs. Right. So, you know, if you played anything kind of like uh, Baldur's Gate or Champion style, it kind of has, the, you know, a, a similar feel. Um, where you select... You know, I'm not even 100% sure of all of the 
like classes and stuff that you can choose uh, to mm-hmm. take with you on this one. I haven't really looked into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, if you're looking for something to, to scratch that itch of a, uh, like, like, like a game that you would have played in like 2002, mm-hmm. this would be it. But I mean, don't, it's definitely not the kind of game that you would like, it's still like a game that you would pick up today. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not like this isn't like a, a 2002 game. It just it's it's right. that kind of game. It's what it reminds me mm-hmm. of playing that, something like Champions Return to Arms. Yeah. There's or, been a big resurgence of that style of game. Yeah, um, I mean, for a long time we talked about it, and we're just like, I mean, when we first it was probably 2014 when we yeah. talked about it. That I mean, there wasn't like barely anything left yeah. of this kind of game. So I mean, it they are kind of making a comeback for sure. Yeah. Um, so actually, it looks like Versus Evil is the publisher. Obsidian Entertainment is the developer. Uh, well, they worked with uh, Versus Evil on the second game. Um, so was, okay. what does is, what is THQ Nordic have to do with the thing? I don't know. I don't think anything. Unless maybe, they were kind they of... They might have done the first one, one maybe. Right. Um, I was looking into that. Okay. Um, huh. Publisher Par- Paradox Interactive. Yeah. I don't know why... Oh, did THQ Nordic maybe just acquire somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Ping bong! Yeah, they um, Yeah, let me look into that. Um, oh, Versus Evil is the guys that did uh, Banner Saga. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Huh. Um, but yeah, you can... Uh... I was trying to see how much this is going to be going for. Uh, pre-purchase is up on Steam for $49.99. You can actually pick up Pillars of Eternity uh, for, I think it's $39.99 right now on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it on uh, any sale or anything yet, which is kind of what I was looking for, yeah. to, you know, to grab the first one. Um, but, you know, I haven't seen that anywhere. So Should be, I would think it'll probably come up once the sequel's out. Um, they should be smart and do it before the sequel hits, but yeah, that would have been really, really yeah. good decision because I, I, you know, I would have picked it up. It's something that we all could have jumped into. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been a great, for one, a great game to stream, and for two, you know, a, a great multiplayer game for yeah a few of us to to play. So, yeah. but yeah, um, you can look for that one uh, coming out on PC on May eighth for sure. And then on uh, May 11th, you know, we had a news story on the game before, um, so now it's going to hit uh, Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr on uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I guess uh, it's going to be one of those things where you might have to swallow your <laughs> politics when you play it, you know? Um, this is the one that had, like, the, like, really bizarre, like, uh, crunch. Uh, possibly jokes, possibly reality. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's definitely hard to tell what they were going for. Yeah. There. Uh, certainly in bad taste either way. Um, Mm -hmm. And that kind of like, actually there was some interesting uh, conversation around um, God of War for that. Like uh, apparently they crunched really hard for a few months to get the game out. And that's on top of a four year development cycle, which is pretty significant. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, this one was just, it seemed like, like I can't go in and just say, okay, these guys are, you know, dicks and they're doing this to their employees. Right. But it definitely had like a feel like this could be serious, and then when they got 
got they were like <laughs> uh, just we're, kidding we're joking yeah. uh this that was a joke but uh, you know i will say it multiple employees were like you know we you know okay we really don't do that you know we're just kind of fucking around so right. it kind of seems like it could have been that way but who knows yeah um the game is uh you know that diablo style um yep diablo style uh set in the warhammer 40k i'm not sure how many games of theirs that they've had that they've done this with Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how many Warhammer games are set in that kind of Diablo style. I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I haven't really followed. I played one. Yeah, there's a Warhammer lot of fucking game. Warhammer games. Yeah, I've only played one, and it was a third-person shooter. So, yeah. and I wasn't too interested in that. Yeah, that's fair. This looks this looks pretty decent. Um, yeah, it, it looks fun. Um, you know, saying that it's like Diablo is the perfect way to go about it. I mean, on the on the bottom left, you have, it looks like your health yep. um, or energy slash armor. And then you have uh, different clicks and then a combination of left and right mouse. Um, and then uh, the number pad or, or the, you know, number keys to uh, uh, use, you know, different abilities. Um, I imagine you kind of just move the mouse around and it kind of drags your character wherever you're wanting to go. It looks like he is actually clicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's getting his ass kicked by this uh, tarantula sentry turret. We've all been there. Am I right? Uh-huh. Damn. But yeah, this one's coming out on PS4 and Xbox. It looks well, right? pretty graphically impressive. To be yeah, honest. it doesn't look terrible. Um, um, I mean, the, it doesn't necessarily look super fun with the gameplay or whatever, but like the, I, the graphics are really good considering you know what they're working with. Uh, you know, It's a small team, small publisher and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it looks great. Uh, they really went a smart route um, texturally, especially for the floor, where everything is set in that grid, and they can use that repeating texture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we can just put this, you know, this panel a million times over, and then like break it up with this other black panel in this gray. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it looks really good. So you know, for a small team, they really, um, really picked a smart way to go. Um, it looks like an art route. It looks like it's... Uh, yeah, for sure. All around, yeah, it looks pretty good. All right. And, uh, cool. yeah, we do actually have some... I I don't know. I guess this is, might have to become a recurring segment. Um, the, like, Twitch Prime uh, free games. Um, yeah, I forgot to grab that. Okay, I got, yeah, I got the link in there. So, um, okay. yeah, basically, uh, I mean, they're giving away six games. Like, they've really, like, upped their ante. Um and we got some extremely good shit, too. Uh, starting yeah. with Psychonauts. Of course, Double Fine. Um, kind of 3D adventure game. Uh, High Hell uh, for Windows. Um, arcade action first-person shooter. Um, so it's like a bullet hell style, uh, neon-soaked, described as. Uh, like Criminal Underground, so like 80s is what I'm kind of getting. Um, mm-hmm. So that could be pretty cool. Gone Home. Uh, you know, I don't have to Which talk everyone about should that. own. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have it, like, what, where the fuck have you been? And why are you listening um, to us? Yeah, especially me. Um, yeah. I Hope, which is a adventure story about a young girl named Hope, um, who is kind of... it's. It reminds me a lot, uh, the way it's described, of um, That Dragon Cancer. It's like a game that's, like, very thinly held together about what's, like, very clearly... Like, it's like a very basic metaphor, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. 
which it seems like this is doing, but you know, it's part of uh, all their proceeds are donated to uh, the Game Changer charity. Um, so it's, it's, you know, just one of those types of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cluster truck, a, you know, platformer on a speeding highway of Flores okay. Lava style game. Great I will pun. say something. I will say something cool about Cluster Truck. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've seen different streamers streaming this game, and sometimes the developers will take control of their game. Oh, shit. And and just fuck their world up. It's so fun. That's really fun. They're like, what, they're like, okay, are you having fun? And they'll just put it right in the middle of the screen. Like, they'll put huge text in the middle of the screen where the guy's playing. That's they're so like, Are you cool. having fun? And the guy's like, yeah. And they're just like, well, how about we try times three speed? Oh, shit. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, okay, what about uh, if we flip everything upside down? Oh, and then fuck, his screen's like, upside down. all so your controls. Yeah. And, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, just completely screwing the guy over. It's really cool. Mm. Um, so, you know, kudos to those guys. That's that, really cool. Uh, that make cluster tracks. And then the last game, also about getting fucked up, uh, Titan Souls. Uh -huh. If you like a... Uh, Dark Souls-y. Um, a, a lower res... Dark Souls, pretty and, much, uh, and 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 you like being uh, mm -hmm. brutalized. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is a game for you. We've all been there. We've all been there, right, ladies? Definitely a great game for free. I mean, if you have that Amazon Prime, you know, you have Twitch Prime. Yeah. All you have to do is link those accounts. You're good to go. You also get five dollars to ship toward uh, someone's um, Twitch account. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Make sure, um, like, after every stream, I usually let people know. Because it's a very surprising amount of people. Um, they don't know that they if they link their account, they get a free five bucks. And not only that, free games. Yeah. So, um, you know, getting that word out there is, a, I think, pretty important. Good deal. For sure. Cool. Yeah, that's a good amount of stuff. Um, we also have something cool um, in the demos area. If you head over to... I'm not sure where all this is going on at, um, but if you head over to... Uh, the PlayStation Store, you can download until the 8th uh, Dark Souls Remastered Network Test. So if you just type in Dark Souls, um, you'll see Dark Souls Remastered, and then there's a separate um, a separate Im like a separate input for Network Test. Um, this will be kicking off the week of May 11th. <clears throat> so, um, you know, you have you, you know, you have a week to basically grab the demo. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of the week, you get a chance to jump into the network test. Um, like I said, it begins on the 11th, um, and it goes from 6 p.m. until 11.49 p.m. each day on the 11th and 12th. Um, the test version is limited to the Undead Parish, lo parish locations, and it'll have players summoning co-op partners or invading other people's games. So this is just for you to test out... Um, you know, like a first little portion of the game and summon a friend or summon a friend and be screwed over by an invader. Um, pretty cool. Uh, actually, let me read just a second further. It'll be, yeah, it'll be off um, on, if you don't have it by the 8th, you can't pick it up. So if you're listening to this podcast live, um, you have like, a, you have like 24 hours basically to mm -hmm. pick it up. Um, if you're listening to it, from or if you're listening to it on the podcast, you have 24 hours. If you're listening to it live, you have a weekend to go ahead and grab that and pick it up. Um, and it looks like this will be on the PS4 and uh, and Xbox, so you're good to go there. Oh, and PC. Yep. So, cool. yeah, 
Uh, all across the board, go let your friends know. Pick it up. Looks like you have something to do this weekend if you're a Dark Souls fan and you're interested in the remaster. Yeah, man. Good deal. Cool. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into uh, the weekly news. Um, I know the first one something that you tossed up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we had like uh, a couple, what was it, last Tuesday or something? A lot of uh, Xbox One uh, like backwards compatible 360 games hit, including like yep. uh, several Star Wars games, uh, Nice Old Republic 2, um, Republic Commando, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Uh, basically, just one extra Xbox One backward compatible game hit on uh, May 3rd, and that was Dragon Age 2. Um, definitely not a choice I was expecting to see. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dragon Age, like the whole franchise. I, 2 was actually my favorite game so far. Um, I, I know a lot of people hate it, too. Uh, Mike uh, Laidlaw yeah. uh, from Bioware, uh, formerly from Bioware, I should say, uh, he actually tweeted... Um, he was like, I'm so glad Dragon Age 2 just hit the Xbox One backward compatibility store because now I will get more fans tweeting that I ruined their favorite series. <laughs> uh, which is very good. He had, like, that That's was funny. his first time that he had like high creative control. So very, very um, classic joke. You know, l l while I was playing it, mm -hmm. I, was actually, I was actually quite upset. Yeah. Um, I mean, so my... My experience with Dragon Age is this. Dragon Age Origins, fantastic game. I got 80 hours in and my PlayStation 3 broke. Got him. Um, and the disc got stuck in there, so I had to go through this Jesus. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and I lost all of my... I lost all the data. Fuck. Because it wasn't it wasn't updating to the cloud like like I was... I thought it was. Um, and this was kind of early cloud. Right. It didn't always you know. work right. It didn't always work right. Um, so I had a few things were kept. Dragon Age 2, or Origins, the one that I had, um, had been playing, uh, that was not one of them and was not the case. Hmm. Um, so I had to restart that game, reluctantly run through that 80 hours all over again Damn. just so I could complete the game. And where it would have been a game that I probably would have platinumed. Um, you just couldn't do it anymore. It, I, I, I got to the end and I was like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know? Um so that was one, and then two came out, and I was expecting. I was I was fucking hyped. I had the I had uh, the game pre-ordered. I had a one the, the hardback art book pre-ordered. Yeah. Like I was fully invested. I think the guide that I got was um, uh, what was it like? Uh, it was like a grimoire or something mm -hmm. like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it looked like, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was amped, and I got in here, and I, I didn't feel like I had that control that i had in the first one mm -hmm. and i was so let down i was like this game fucked me again and it, you know it wasn't the game that that screwed me over it's just i think that first thing that screwed me that you know, the playstation breaking um which it broke well late like i had it a very long time and it should have broke well before that as much as i played it mm -hmm. um you know it's just one of those things that one little thing happened and it uh it ruined it for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, giving you that control kind of grounded the game. Mm -hmm. It grounded the series and it allowed, you know, some character building and to do some different things that were good for yeah. the for the game. So I do, you know, looking back, think that this game was unnecessarily shit on. Yeah, I mean, I can see, like, I don't know, like, game marketing wasn't as widespread back then, I think. 
So like a lot of people didn't really know what they were getting into with Dragon Age 2 and how much it had changed. Um, whereas yeah, I had like, no idea. There was like the demo, and like they specifically released a demo of the game because they were like, the game's totally different. You guys need to play this. Um, yeah. And I think that was a really good choice, but not a lot. Like people who knew they were going to buy it from playing Origins didn't play the demo. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't think, or maybe I did play the demo, but I didn't grasp the concept of how it was changing. I was like, okay, that was just like a piece inside of this like walled city, mm. and it, you know, it'll open up. Thinking it's you know wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, boy, was I wrong. Um, and then Inquisition kind of redeemed itself, but I feel like a lot of people were pissed off. I think Inquisition was the weakest game of the whole series. Well, it redeemed itself in the sense of going, you know, sti- yeah, sticking back to that origin style of gameplay. They didn't wall it off like they, no pun mm-hmm. intended, like they did with Dragon Age Two. Right. Um, you know, they they gave you that control back, but I feel like they lost a lot going mm-hmm. from Origins to Two. That Inquisition ended up, even though it was a decent game, ended up being the weakest of the. Yeah. Of three. Kind of weird. But yeah, I'm really glad to get Dragon Age 2. I mean, like... Uh, For sure. Like, Shannon's played through Dragon Age 2, like, a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, and I was... She's I mean, really... She's an interesting gamer. She'll She gets she'll super something. into particular shit. Yeah, and she'll play it for a long time. Yeah. So, so I kind of, like... I kind of envy that, because it reminds me of, like, how I used to play when mm-hmm. I was much younger. Like, I would play... What did I play? Like, um... I played a Tony Hawk game and a wrestling game for like three years straight <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, yeah. it reminds me of that. I mean, part of that is definitely access. Like, when you have the ability to play a lot more games, you want to because wouldn't more games be more fun? Um, right. That's right. not always true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it back then was me going... Um, like I always had in other games. Like I, I would, I would buy newer games, but I would always go back to these two specific games. Yeah. And I think it was because of like what they offered. Yeah. An endless career mode, literally an endless career mode that I could play with my friends forever. Mm-hmm. And then a game that I was just naturally really, really, really good at, like the Tony Hawk game. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely cool. She's playing what Far Cry right now. Yeah, she's been really into Far Cry 5. Yeah. Good. It's a great game. Very good game. For sure. Cool. And then, um, uh, speaking of games that you used to just play over and over again forever. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, I, I don't know, is this, like, first time on PC or something? Um, I have no idea. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Um, came out on GOG only, as far as I can tell. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's based on, like... Uh, I was looking into it, and it's, like... It's news on every site, because it's, like, crazy that it came out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, based on the... Uh, I think I heard, like, Sega Genesis game. Uh, it's a port of that specific build or something. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I mean, I remember, like, Pod Racer on the N64 was really good. So... I, it's 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 very interesting, and it's like you know, it's ten bucks originally. You can get it on discount right now because it's new. DRM free, of course, like everything on GOG is. Um, um, this the, game was the ratings originally... are like insanely good. 
Uh, it was brought out on Windows, Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. A Dreamcast? Yes, yeah, Windows, Windows and N64 in May of 99. December of 99, the uh, Game, Boy, uh, Game Boy Color Damn. came out on Mac in December as well. And then April 4th, 2000 came out on Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Dreamcast. So it's the Dreamcast build. Is what Which is the newest build. Is. Okay. Which, yeah, would be the newer build. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, those ratings I know, are flawless. I mean, people, people love, like, people love this game. Yeah. I never understood it. It was just never something that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it probably some, it probably would have really been something I was into. Um, so I'm not like I, I I guess I can't like sympathize. It just doesn't bring back nostalgia or anything for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you. Did you did you say you played it? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I played, I played it not a lot. I, I I was never really super into um, racing games. Mm. But you know, it's something that like especially if there's like a kind of a deeper than a ten percent sale, I might pick it up. Um, right. This would be an amazing one to get on. Uh, like if they did like a free game of the month in a few months or something. I don't see that happening because this is so new. But um, right. this would be a crazy good one to get for that. For sure. Um, were yeah, there was there ever a racing game that you were into like when you were younger? Like Pod Racer, um, Mario Kart. Pod Racer. Um, I like the like funkier ones. I really was. Well, I, I I loved Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> I mean, what, if you had to pick one, what would it be? Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong Racing? 100%. Okay, I, I, I don't know why. I, I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. Like, if there was one for me that I think I played... Uh, I played a lot of racing games, but mm. one that I played with a lot of people. Um, it, was a, it was a snowmobile game for the oh, PlayStation shit. 1 called Sledstorm. Fuck. And it was... It, it was it was a pretty interesting game. It had um had a had a pretty good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It had like Rob Zombie uh sure. in, in the soundtrack, and yeah, you could do all sorts of tricks. So it, it was always really fun to um, race these really like oddball courses where you could. It, it looks like there's a big wall in front of you, and you just shatter through the ice wall, and then there's a track on the other side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're doing all these tricks and stuff, and I, I remember I would play in, like my uncle. Um, who was like a guru master of this? I don't know how because he never played video games. That's fine. He, he'd be like, "You got to slow down on the tricks. That's the problem." And I'm like, "Fuck that! I can do a Superman." And then I just wreck myself. And he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah see, that's what that happens." And then you get ran over by the guy behind you. Yeah, every time. I wanted to bring this game up because I don't think anyone's ever played it or heard of it. <laughs> I liked. Uh, <laughs> I played a lot of the old uh, like Wave Racer game on N64. I didn't like it, but I played it a lot. <laughs> There was another one. Um, Jet Moto was another good one. That one was that one was a pretty good time. Um, the graphics, looking back on it, were definitely PlayStation One graphics. Yeah, yeah. but it it was really cool. I don't like this was a Sony property, right? I don't know how it hasn't there hasn't been like a newer version of this. They're trying to make things like. Damn. Um, Wonder how much Mountain like, they paid for that. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Um, probably about four dollars and fifty cents. Like, what was that new mud racing? New mud racing game that they had made? 
Oh shit, I might have. Yeah, I don't know, but Sony's been trying to capitalize on finding a good racing game mm. that's not Gran Turismo. Um, and I don't know why they haven't done anything with this. Yeah, who made this? Um, a futuristic racing game was developed by Single Track, known for Twisted Metal and Twisted Metal 2. Yeah. Single Track then left Sony. Um, yeah, then left Sony, the publisher of the series. And Jet Moto 3 was developed by uh, Pacific Coast, Power, and Light in their absence. Holy shit, what? What? The Power Company finished it off? That's locomotive Games. Though. It took me to Locomotive Games when I clicked on the link. Choo-choo, bitch. Um, they would also go on to develop Jet Moto uh, 2124, which was canceled two years into development. And the fifth title known as Jet Moto Solar was being developed by Red Zone Interactive for the PS2. However, no screenshots or video uh, gameplay was ever released and was canceled in 2003. Damn. So mind-blowing that Sony hasn't figured out that, I mean, they could do something with this. Yeah. I mean, this is, it, it's an interesting, interesting concept. The future, it's kind of like uh, if you took like, um, What's that futuristic, uh, like, racing game that they, everyone, like... Uh, Wipeout? Is it Wipeout? Yeah, Wipeout. It's like Wipeout, but in, like, uh, like, but you're on, instead of it being, like, a high-tech, like, ship, it's like, like a jet ski, yeah. but it can hover, and it can go across all terrain. Yeah. So, it, I don't know, it's pretty interesting, it, I mean... It, if done right and they had the appropriate money to throw at the game, I mean, it could be crazy. I think it could be crazy successful. Mm -hmm. it, for one, bring back nostalgia. For two, you know, a really cool looking. Could you imagine Forza style graphics with this? Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. It'd be, it would be really insane. Just a thought. I can see that. <laughs> cool. Um, moving forward, we'll go from this like 32 pit. That's like it's a little better than that. Um, going from Jet Moto straight to Red Dead Redemption Two. Hell yes. uh, Third trailer. Um, did you watch the trailer? Hell yeah, I did. Because I I watched it and then I immediately forgot everything that happened. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> it was. It's hard to keep it all in your head because um, it it covers a lot of territory. And it's all, like, story-based that's going to make sense in context. But for right now, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, just because we don't really know I where agree. it's going. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's a lot going on. And, they, yeah. you know, they talk heavily about um, Dutch's gang. Again, they keep bringing that back. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the funnier things that we talked about is them showing John um, from, from Red Dead. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, right. and people just thinking that like they they broke the code, mm -hmm. they figured out the that that like oh that's you know that's the dude from the first game. And it's like well we know he's in it, you know it's not something that's like unknown. He's definitely going to be in the game because it's a prequel, mm -hmm. and it's following Dutch's gang, which he you know he was in Dutch's gang, so right. Um, but it follows the story of the outlaw. Um, Arthur Morgan, who is a member of Dutch's gang, and um, and he's he's not just a member of the gang; he's Dutch's right hand. Mm -hmm. So, 
I think that was probably a smart move of like I had no like I not paid attention to who you play as. The story details on this game for me are like non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what's happening. Um, so the little bit that I figured out just by sitting here talking and 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 like reading and watching, um, that's the most I figured out. Um, so I had no idea that you played uh, as Arthur Morgan. Um, I had no, and I think that's, again, I still think that's a really good idea playing as, um, not playing as the leader of the gang, but playing as the right hand of the gang, because it gives mm-hmm. you more control to, yeah, it gives you like, it gives you that chance to, you know, maybe make decisions that, that the leader of the gang might like or might not like. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Um, But, I mean, for me, I know this is a purchase, and that's why I haven't looked into it too much. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this. It's it's a Rockstar game, and I know what they put into it, and Red Dead Redemption 1 was amazing. Yes. So, um, but, I, you know, usually with that, I, it's pretty rare I end up with a, a Dragon Age 2 scenario <laughs> mm-hmm. for me, where I'm just, I, I get a game, it's the second one that I picked up in the series, and I'm bummed. Yeah. So, um, I've done enough research on this one to know that this well, is going to be really, really good. I mean, we like Rockstar has a definite trajectory now. Like Bioware is still kind of up in the air. Um, I mean, they had a pretty solid trajectory for a while. In that yeah, of, I thought they were going in a very prominent direction. Um, that kind of, you know, when you get I mean, acquired by EA, things change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about the game pedigree that had came that had come up before Dragon Age Two. Yeah, I mean. Aspect one and two, yeah. Well, and then even before that, I don't know about Mass Effect. Was Mass Effect two after Dragon Age two? It was Mass Effect. I I think it was Mass Effect one um, that we got before that, and then even before that, uh, you know, it's just there. There there was a lot of good quality content, and I was like, "There's no way they could fuck me." Wrong. Fuck. But Red Dead is just it. There's a few companies that. I, I figured out that I can, you know, kind of blindly trust. Mm-hmm. And there's only been one that's entered that, entered that that group for me, um, in the past. Well, I mean, if you take out Kojima Games because it's just Kojima mm-hmm. that's in that trust circle, um, and like his studio kind of comes along with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that only that, you know. Rockstar has been in there for a long time just because their quality of game has always been really high. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always been a lot, a lot to do. All the way back to um, like the PlayStation 1 and playing the early GTA games, which definitely weren't as fun. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but yeah, that I think the newer company that kind of breached that uh, echelon of games like that Rockstar produces is uh, um, CD. CD Projekt. Hell yeah. Um, like, you can, they could sell me, I could be wearing white gloves and they could sell me a ketchup popsicle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I could be wearing a shirt that they were trying to sell me and I would buy a second one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, I, they're one of those game. they're one of those companies that is just like Rockstar for me. And not in the type of game, but in the quality of game. So. Mm-hmm. Blind dress, you know? For sure. 
Was there anything in the trailer that, like, especially surprised you? Um, well, the first thing that I expected is was something that we actually just saw, was the the quick draw, which has always been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it early from uh, Red Dead Revolver, where you would, like, pull the crosshairs up the body really slow, and you'd see the guy going for his gun really slow, mm-hmm. but your gun was already drawn, and you're shooting, like, I took one at his leg, one at his thigh, you know, one at his heart, and then the last one at his head. Right. And, you know, it, and they carried that. So that was something that I very much expected. Um, I'm really interested. There was one scene in here uh, where the dude had, uh, yeah, it's right here. Um, this dude was wearing a very thick coat, and he had snow on the top of it and kind of stuck to the front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in their weather dynamic yes. of, of the game. Um they did some good stuff with uh, Red Dead Redemption, but I'm more than interested to see what their engine's going to do with the weather dynamic for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, man. Um, GTA was pretty good, but you never... You know, it was set in a place where um, there, there, there there just weren't seasons. There's, mm-hmm. like, you know, it was the same temperature. You, you had... It's either raining or it's not raining. Right. Um. But where they're at here, which I, I don't know the land, but I know it's going to be the probably it's going to be the west, and it'll be a little bit northern, mm-hmm. um, the Midwest. And and I feel like we're going to have some seasons. And I think that's going to be cool. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see all that. And I don't know, I, maybe it'll even be um, a lot of traveling. You know, you'll I can start see at one place and then, you know, the game takes place at this other larger location and then it finishes at a different mm-hmm. location than where you were playing. Um, yeah. yeah. I think this game's going to have a lot of travel in it. Their rage engine is a very powerful engine mm-hmm. and nobody knows what exactly it can do because it's evolved so many times. And I think if you work there and you share details about the rage engine, you die. Um, the Hauser brothers kill you. Yeah. I think they kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no extra life or restart. Ain't going to kill yourself. Get, get yeah. killed, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. That could be a secondary way out. Night-night. Night-night. Huh? Cool. Um, so you can go check out the Red Dead Redemption 2's uh, trailer. Um, it's trailer number three is what we're on right now. Um, go take a look at that. It's damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and get amped for the game. It's coming out, was it like October like 23rd or something weird? Mm-hmm. 26th. 26th, yeah. Yep. Damn, it's so, going to be a good uh, day. It's going to be a good there you go. day. It's going to be real good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, cool. The next article I threw up there, I just kind of wanted to talk about it for some reason. Um, I saw it and I was like, I expected it to have it, but then I saw confirmation. And the confirmation came back all the way in February. But um, Code Vein... Um, they had talked about uh, the multiplayer support in the game. It'll work very Dark Souls style. Um, the game continues to look cool. Like mm-hmm. I, every time I see it, like I saw gameplay and I was like, "That looks cool." And then I saw some stills and I was like, "Okay, it, you know, it's whatever." Mm-hmm. And then I saw I saw more gameplay and I was like, "Okay, that's cool again." And then I saw a trailer for the game with. Um, this like badass, almost like anime music going on with mm-hmm. it. And I was like, this is looking really fucking cool. Um, so I kind of go back and forth with it. Um, 
but I believe that they fully announced that they have multiplayer support and yeah, yeah it, it seems crazy. Um, I'm not sure if you have control of multiple characters mm-hmm. within this realm or within the game. I've seen multiple people walking around and they look like they have like AI names. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, the game just looked cool and I wanted to kind of call it out. I don't think this is the kind of game you're into though. No. Right? No. no? Yeah. And adding the anime style probably yeah. drives you further from it. it it's, it's, uh, it's far from the eyes of God at this point. For sure. Um, let me uh let me look and see if they've even uh dropped a release date for this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um it just says twenty eighteen. Okay. Um But yeah, I'm actually pretty interested. They have a ton of trailers up and around, um some like seventeen minutes of gameplay and stuff like that. So um you know, you can always go and check that out. Yeah, I mean we're watching a trailer right now and there's someone named Mia walking mm-hmm. around over there. I'm not I I assume they're an AI. I don't Get know. out of here, Mia! It's dangerous. God, God, God damn it! God, oh, God, um, God damn it! <laughs> and then that dude died. Um, yeah, this is another game that I really haven't been paying too much attention to story details, but I really, I think I need to. Mm-hmm. It's it, it keeps catching my attention. Yeah. It wasn't like I wasn't fully interested in it until uh, earlier this week. So, yeah. Just something to uh, something I thought I'd bring up to uh, our viewers, you know, get sure. their eyes on it. Cool. Uh, we've got kind of a cool uh, sales milestone to share here for uh, God of War, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War sales are approximately 3.1 million units sold in the first three days, April 20th to the 22nd. God damn! God damn! So, um, you know, basically it was like, well, you know, we knew this game was going to be something special. We, we were really hoping that everybody was going to like it. And uh, it's now become the fastest-selling um, PlayStation-exclusive game so far. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. 3.1 mil in three days. A million copies a day. Yeah, and, it, I mean, that's crazy. And the first thing that I saw was... Uh, um, the first comment I saw was, hey, do you think Spider-Man's going to beat that? No. I don't know. I, I don't think it will. But, man, I, I don't know. I just don't think that it has the pet. I don't think it has the pedigree that God of War has. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. Anything can happen. Um, damn, that was a good game. Yeah. Like, I was kind of bummed that it was that I, I'm done with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I could go back and play it on a harder mode, but then I know I'd just be... You'll just cry forever. It, it'll just be, it'll be, like, it'll lessen my view of the game mm-hmm. by playing it on a harder mode. And I, I kind of want to, kind of want to stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a milestone. 3.1 mil in three days. Yeah. That's a lot. And of course, you know, the bulk of your sales are in the first few days or whatever. So it's not going to, like, hold that up forever. But. Sure. Yeah. Still extremely impressive. Definitely. All right, and uh, the next piece I was actually just kind of browsing around, and I found some. Uh, I found a cool video. It was a developer diary from the guys over at Ubisoft talking about uh, staff combat and ship maneuvering for uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get 
access to this and more by joining, uh, what is it, like the Space Monkey Program, is what mm-hmm. they call it, over on their Ubisoft page. Um, and it's just kind of like they send you emails about all of the, everything that they're working on. Um, and you get developer diaries and access to cool artwork and stuff that they're doing. Um, but they showed off quite a few things, um, including uh, the way that the ships fly. Which is pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but you can bail out of a ship at any time and just attack, which is kind of cool. Um, so if there's like if you're fighting a bigger ship, you can just take a smaller ship, fly over it, dive out, and then now you're on you know you got feet on the ground on the ship and you're ready to you know ready to destroy whatever's on top of it or possibly inside of it. Um, I don't have information on that obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have to get back to your ship, obviously you're not just going to jump to it. Uh, they have this jetpack that you can maneuver yourself through the air with. Um, really cool. I'm not sure I'm like, I like how distance or anything like that's going to work with it, but um, they show, they, they've shown, um, I think you have control of two characters here, mm-hmm. um, a, a woman with a staff, and then uh, uh, the chimp from the first footage that we saw. Mama and is. he was, yeah, he was just flying through the air with that jetpack. Um the looks, new Gorillas game looks really good. Yeah, the new game by the guys who did the Gorillas uh-huh. music looks really good. Um, but beside the um, the staff combat, the ship maneuvering, um, advanced ship maneuvering, so if you have other people in your armada, uh, they can actually snap to one player, mm-hmm. and the ships can stick together within yeah. like a formation. Um, so they can kind of like break formation just a little bit to attack different things. And then they fall, kind of fall, you, you know, mm-hmm. it automatically falls back in line. So it's, I feel like it kind of just pulls you a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, they're coming along quite nice with it. It looks like they have the, they have the world, um, setting kind of figured out and now they're just mm-hmm. populating it with, um, with things. So, yeah. um, that, I will be this, looking uh, out for this at, at E3 this year. Their creative manager yeah. looks like Jack Black. Do you notice creative that? Manager wait wait like till Jack he comes Black. back. Um, um, he's got Jack Black eyes. Does he have glasses? Yes. Okay, I think it's what you're talking about. I'm super into this guy. <laughs> he yeah. does. He looks he like Jack Black. Ooh. Yeah. I love him. That's cool. Buying this game for that purpose alone. But yeah, go, go join the... Um, the, the space uh, space monkey directive or whatever it's called for sure um, initiative um, and you know get this insider content about a game that man people didn't even know would ever happen mm-hmm. again so it, it's it's kind of cool nice nice cool um, kind of a good uh, thing for everybody out there who's ever like bought a console I guess and had to do anything to it um, the FTC uh, Basically, um, the warranty void if removed sticker that's on a lot of, like, basically any tech hardware that you buy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, usually it's a sticker right over the normal, like, a spot where you're going to open your console at. So it's, like, over Yeah, it's kind of like where, where it cracks apart. Right. Where one piece of the plastic separates from another piece or something. Right. Uh, for a long time, uh, there's actually been, like, a really old law in the books that basically says anything that's over the cost of $5, like people are allowed to seek to repair them on their own. Um, So the FTC basically reached out to Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and three other companies um, 
uh, Hyundai, HTC, and uh, Asus. Uh, so all very big companies. And they said, uh, you're going to remove that sticker in 30 days. Or your ass is going to get sued. Um, so That's the, yeah. it's like, it's just one of those things where like, um, uh, let me, let me look what exactly what the old law is. Um, the 1975 Magnuson Moss warranty act says that no manufacturer charging more than $5 for a product may put repair restrictions on the device that it is offering a warranty on. So, um, you know, like most companies still just slap a sticker on there anyways, and it's it really won't hold up in a challenge, but most people just won't challenge it. Um, yeah. But it basically, it's like, you know, if you spent $300 on this PlayStation and it breaks and it's under warranty, then you should be allowed to fix it however you want to, pretty much. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you do own it. Yeah, and it's like, you know, like Microsoft specifically, uh, one of their warranties, uh, an excerpt of their warranty says... Microsoft is not responsible, and this warranty does not apply if your Xbox One or accessory is repaired by anyone other than Microsoft. Uh, that's that's explicitly illegal. You have the right to repair your own property that you bought. Yeah, um, however you want. So basically, they're saying like either you have to provide a warranty that you you have to be agnostic to what people have done to try to repair their system, or don't offer a warranty. Like you can't sort of offer a warranty and then just be able to say. I mean, you know, on a, on a really bad day, uh, a company that's losing a lot of money could, you know, you send your product in and they could just cut your warranty seal and say, oh, it was broken when it came in. We don't have to honor this. Right, right. Um, which, you know, I don't... <clears throat> I, I'm, like, I'm not going to say... happened before. I, yeah, I'm not going to say that, like, Sony and Xbox and shit are doing that, but I'm sure some, like, very small sure. companies have done stuff like that. Um, they, I mean, they just have to have, right? <laughs> Like, the odds yeah. are there. I mean, the, the odds um, are there's at least one time that's happened across right. every company that offers something like that. Right. Um, so, you know, it's. It, I think what it comes down to, I think the reason that the FTC is acting on it in this case, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's been some big challenges, like legal cases with Apple, basically saying that uh, you can't repair your your iPhone with anything other than like Apple has to do it themselves and nobody else can do it, which is, you know, explicitly legal. Um, and they're, they're still in the middle of a court case and it's kind of unusual that they were left out of this, um, you know, this kind of, uh, these six companies that all got warned, uh, probably because we're, they're going to wait for that case to play out. Um, okay. but, uh, it's sort of like, you know, companies do this so that, you know, if somebody like breaks their system and they bust that seal and they don't even attempt to get it fixed, that's like $300 the company just saved. So if only one out of a hundred people do it, uh, you know, if, if one out of a hundred people do not send their system in because they broke the seal or whatever, they make $300 per. So uh, essentially they make that in profit because they didn't have to spend it. Right. 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 So, um, you know, it's in a company's interest to get out of doing the warranty as much as possible. So the FTC is kind of forcing them to do it. Um, potentially, this could help secure kind of skilled jobs because the people that are cracking open PlayStations and Xboxes, you know, at the warranty center actually have to know what they're doing. They have to understand electronics because, you know, if somebody, you know, we were talking about this before the show, you know, what if someone opens up their brand new PS4 they just bought, 
takes out the good parts, puts in shit parts off another console or something, and then tries to send that one in and say it came like that, well, they're going to have to have hired someone in QA that actually knows, like, okay, well, that serial number on your, you know, your graphics card is not correct. I can tell this motherboard yeah. is from a version 1.0 system, and you just bought a version 1.3, so you're lying, and we're going to sue the shit out of you for lying to us now, which is totally legal. Um, so, you know, it's, it's basically like, hopefully it'll ensure skilled jobs stay around, or if they're not already around, then they get implemented. And a mm -hmm. little bit of consumer protection, of course, and, um, you know, just kind of keep businesses honest. Um, yeah, I mean, all around, it seems like it's a it, it's a pretty good thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's weird to think that. Like, I guess my question is, like, why now? Why yeah. haven't they? I mean, it's, why, why didn't they do this in 1975? <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. when consoles started booming or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's always been arguable. Um, you know, if you as a customer, basically, if you had that uh, that sticker damaged or removed or whatever, and you just complained, and you were like, well, I'm going to call my lawyer or something. I mean, if you make a threat like that, they'll just capitulate. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, with the exception of Apple, of course. Um, always that, that company is always an exception. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, if something weird happens at Walmart, like if you just complain, you can get a $20 gift card. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, essentially unlimited $20 gift cards forever because... The company just cannot, like, they don't have the time or interest to handle problems. They just want to, like, shut you up and get <laughs> yeah. you out of there. You could just be asking where the section... You can walk in like, and say, where's, where's the beef? And if they don't yeah. answer in two seconds, you have to. they legally have to give you... If they don't answer in you're 15 just, minutes, they legally have to let you leave with a $20 gift card. You're just like, I mean, where's the... Like, like what, what, what section has the tortillas? And they're like, well, here's your $20 gift card. Uh, I think it's and then in, you're just like okay. I like, guess I'll go look my goddamn self because I just made twenty dollars. Here's a twenty dollar <laughs> gift card because I don't know the real answer to that. Here's another twenty dollar gift card. It's in the beaner section. Here's another twenty dollar gift card. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god! And you just made sixty and, bucks. And, and and you're just like, huh? Now I'm an employee. Where do I, I get the? Sh I, where do I get a smock at? I think I work here now. Um, don't worry, you don't get and benefits. Then, and and then all you do is. <laughs> you know, hook people up with $20 gift cards. So mm -hmm. it's, a, you know, the person you asked just, they were just looking, they were just trying to find new sunglasses. And then you get like thrown off eBay because you're selling gift cards. You shouldn't really do that. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but it is what it is. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where like, they never would have like had a legal challenge to having the warranty void if removed stickers, but the government's never really like upheld that. So they just never had to worry about it. But now it's like, Probably what it is is like, okay, this shit's gone on long enough. Like, I don't have net neutrality. Everybody's monitoring my porn searches. Like, I'm going to destroy these companies. <laughs> um, so, you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's better late than never, I guess. Um, this could... Uh, like, the only possible downside I see is that they get a little cheaper with parts in the future. Which... Yeah is going to happen anyways because that's how companies like make money so yeah. um, like oh i don't have to use that that 60 dollar part i can use this like 32 cent part right okay yeah we'll go ahead and do that uh yeah i mean like if you're um 
Atari, for example, you just delay your product launch by nine years because you found a cheaper part. So Yeah, in Atari's know. case, you just go up to a weird hotel room, you check out their system, uh, which doesn't actually do anything, it's just a paperweight, correct. and then they give you a hat. They're like, yo, you want a t-shirt or like a hat or, uh, you know, we got those Huntington pens, what you want? <laughs> Well, we got to be out of this hotel room by, that's by five, that, okay. because that's right. when the weird stuff happens. Check out is 4.30 p.m., so if you guys can uh, <laughs> take your t-shirt and get the fuck out, that'd be great. Can you please wrap this up? Uh, we do have to be out in 20 minutes. Uh, we were only allowed to have the room for free for, like, 15 minutes, so we're going to have to read the fuck out. I mean, it's just an empty box. There's nothing. Um, can't wait to sell this great product. Can't wait. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know... <laughs> they're still trying we went on a we bit of a tangent just, on that one but you know ultimately did. I think like good for uh, customers for sure um, probably should be good for companies realistically it keeps them honest so um, yeah for sure yeah and I mean you know this was kind of a light week so that's all we got for you uh, definitely yeah. like let us know on Facebook Twitter uh, you know email is uh, mammothgamesinc at gmail.com um, what kind of other segments you'd like to see um, you know if you would like to have like the occasional spoiler cast on games that we play through uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, we definitely have stuff even, to say about that. Even if we did it at, like, the end of, like, everything that we do normally, so, like, mm-hmm. this point, we could do, like, okay, that's the end of our normal, like, podcast, and yeah. then right on the end of it, here's the spoiler cast, and just kind of, like, toss it in at the end for, mm-hmm. you know. That's what a lot of shows do. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, warning, do not read past this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that could be a, that could be a thing that we could, um, we could do if you guys are interested. Yeah. Like you said, drop us a line over on our email or at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, suggestions always appreciated and wanted. Um, and then as always, if you get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. to check out all that top news and video game stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, and, uh. So you know when we are doing stuff and when cool stuff's happening. Um, and, yeah, all the likes, comments, and shares and everything are appreciated. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. Until next week, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filterboard. Later. <laughs>